0: Meeting your twin flame will not be a chance encounter, but rather your souls will recognise one another. You will know it by how you feel because you won't feel that way with anybody but them. Everything feels different, looks different, is different, and the connection is so strong and intense it may even scare you. But you will not be able to ignore it. You come alive around them and the passion you experience is out of control, almost to the brink of madness. And this is the most you have ever felt. You breathe differently now, and every cell inside you is on fire. And yet they bring you a kind of peace that you've never known. Your entire world is shaken, and yet you are home. The Maid of She Academy is back with yet more inspiring content to help you women listening on your respective journeys of self-healing and self-development. If you're serious about improving your life, soul, and mind, then don't just tune into this podcast. Enroll onto one of our online courses or workshops or onto our end of summer retreat happening in Morocco. It's going to be transformative, ladies. What else is happening is that MOS Travel is also expanding. This is our bespoke independent travel concierge that all of our listeners are welcome to make full use of. If you're planning on going away, and that's a service you think you might need, then head on over to www.mostravel.co and book in your free consultation now. We work with all destinations and budgets in mind. Are you ready to get into this podcast episode? Let's begin. Hi everybody. Gosh, I started this podcast possibly about a week ago, and embarrassingly, I just forgot about it, left it put it to one side. I don't know, I feel like the wisdom that I wanted to share, the kind of moments and experiences that I had at the forefront of my mind, of course, yeah, they're there, but I feel like I've moved through them somewhat emotionally. So if this comes across from a very kind of unemotional, detached standpoint, it's because I've very much moved through this. But still, nonetheless, I think it's a very valid subject to kind of dig into. I'm pretty sure... We've all experienced a twin flame encounter or at least we've suspected that we have and they've left us feeling a little bit vulnerable and we've had to do some work. So it's still valid. At least from my experience there was a lot that I took away and and had to learn and think about and consider. So before we start I just want to kind of go into what a twin flame actually is and maybe provide you with some signs that I kind of took as, as the person being my mirror soul, my twin flame, and the signs that you can possibly look out for as well. So when it comes to defining a twin flame, it's quite tricky because every relationship does have something to teach us. You know, twin flames are definitely considered the ones that will teach us the most though. And so meeting your twin flame is then considered at least by most people in society one of the most powerful connections, soul encounters, experiences that we can have in our human experience um, as people. It's quite hard to kind of identify when you found your twin flame. Once you've established that you found your twin flame, it is then hard to know how to navigate the relationship because it is often quite turbulent and tumultuous and up and down, hot and cold. <laughs> and that's the the main characteristic of a twin flame relationship, which is a shame, because you know, you do have this mirrored soul. And the connection is really deep and profound. And, you know, it it this person does feel like your other half, or at least to some degree, that was my experience with my recent encounter, you know, this person definitely was a mirrored soul. You know, we had the same principles, we had the same kind of ideas. We challenged each other in a way that made me reflect on myself and do more healing that I didn't think I needed to do, or you know, it he triggered me in ways that I hadn't realized were repeat patterns of behaviour coming from a very uncentered, detached, unhealed place. Basically, the reason I know he's my twin flame beyond anything is because he really helped me overcome those triggers and vice versa. I I do feel like I did provide that for him as well. So realising that I was getting triggered by certain behaviours of his and that being a reflection of me being unhealed, then me seeking out a coach to be able to work through that and alchemize that and take it back to its very core and identifying that it comes down to a sense of abandonment or a sense of of low self-worth or me needing to connect to myself and give myself more compassion and love was super powerful. And on the whole, I would say that the experience with that individual was so enriching and so lovely. I know that what I provided him in turn by my honesty and upfrontness, whether that be with my emotions and my difficulties with situations that were unfolding or whether that be, you know, comments on him and how he approaches things. I think he took some learning as well. So there was definitely an element of of twin flame encounter with the relationship that I had. I think that in itself is how I would define and go about identifying what a twin flame is so hopefully that makes sense in terms of signs that you can look for signs that I had there's always going to be this sense of attraction and it's always going to be quite intense yeah you just have this recognition I don't know whether it's a longing but definitely you recognize that there is this gravitational pull there's this attraction to this person And the individual, you just feel so comfortable around them. They do feel like home. So in my instance, this guy, complete antithesis as to what I normally like aesthetically. He was younger. He was cheeky, bubbly. And I love those qualities in general. But all the other things were not things that I would typically go for, particularly the age and and he had a vibe about him that I was definitely attracted to. I mean, I showed my friends a photo of him, some of my good friends from Manchester, and they were like, he's so your type. But actually, initially, I didn't think that he was, I thought he was the complete opposite at what as to what I'd normally go for. And that felt weird, that took a little bit of um, not convincing, because I, I overall felt really magnetised and, and pulled in by him. But I had to have a conversation with myself and I was like, these things that you're drawing on that I was making issue of were not issues. Um, The fact that he was younger and I'm not used to dating men that are younger were things that I overcame essentially is what I'm trying to say. But overall there was an instant attraction, (laughs) particularly when, so we worked together and I'd see him in the office and there was this one time where he came upstairs to my floor and he had his hair down, he had quite long hair and just the swag, just the sexiness, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't deal with this. Just instant sense of attraction. And we were just so familiar straight away. Both of our top love languages are was physical touch. Instantly we were very tactile. Now he's very tactile with everyone, you know, he is quite tactile in the office as a person and very flirtatious, as am I. But there was something between the two of us that felt quite electric and felt quite real and intense, It extremely intense. The familiarity between us, it was just so lovely. It was beyond like lust and superficial attraction. We just, I will, I'm speaking for myself here, we felt really pulled in. And as far as I know, from conversations that we've had, and and the way that things unfolded, that was very mutual. You know, we had this bond immediately and everything felt very similar and familiar. And yeah, so another sign is that with a twin flame encounter, when you encounter this person, you feel like you've got a lot in common with them, you know, as far as values go or as far as past experiences go. And again, we very much had that. We went out for drinks, we got chatting and when the walls came down, we were sharing things that we'd never shared with any other individual in our lives and and we did get really vulnerable and you know our whilst they weren't the same kind of experiences in life our past experiences and and who we are as people and and the values and principles that were instilled in us as children and the kind of environments that we grew up in were similar our interests were similar you know basically we both found that we had this past story where not that there were coincidences, but just there were crossovers. It it was really nice. And, you know, it was really complimentary in those areas where we were similar. We also knew that our differences were complimentary as well. I don't know if that makes sense. But in energy, emotional energy, you know, we were a yin and yang. And there was just so much on a a personal level as well. How our personalities were shaped, how our inner polarities are balanced and, and are brought forward, you know, there was a sense of yin and yang, like he very much embodied the masculine, but a secure masculine was in touch with his femme side, but very kind of secure and stable. And, you know, I was the kind of female, emotional female that had this depth. Somebody posed this question to me, would you rather be an immovable object or an unstoppable force? And when we got into the psychology and the philosophy behind it, we were like, one represents a more masculine energy, one represents the f- the feminine. And it is that yin and yang polarity and balance. And he very much embodied one whilst I embodied the other. But, but equally, we had components of, of the other in ourselves as well. But but overall they were just highly complimentary of each other. And so, yeah, like my shadow side was complemented by his light side and vice versa, you know, and, and that's exactly what a twin flame partnership does look like and how it manifests, you know, you're kind of very aware of each other's shadows and light sides, and, and you very much kind of, where you have a shadow side, that person highlights it, and, and where they have a shadow side, you very much highlight that, so that was magnetic, it was nice, I got really sucked in, and yeah, I, I really kind of attached myself to that person, and that situation, and for somebody who is 30, who's moved through a lot of, of personal growth and trauma and healing work, for somebody who's had many relationships of all forms, I'm not even just talking love encounters here, but but friendships, I travel around the world extensively, I meet new people all the time, I've got so many pockets of people in my life and relationships that I've cultivated and, and created, given all of that life experience, it was interesting as to how sucked in I got, because I'm not saying that all of the smooth talk and all of the intensity, the the pace of it, the um, affection and attention. Normally, you'd kind of think that those things would flag up red flags, you'd be like, love bomber. <laughs> and to an extent, in hindsight, yes, there were little things like that where I think I was it love bombing. But I think beyond that, it just was a twin flame encounter. It was very sincere and, and very real and genuine um, for what it was, but it was always going to be tumultuous. It was always going to be short-lived because it was a twin flame. And I do think that because of that whole experience, what was amplified in me, like I mentioned and touched on earlier, were triggers, my pain points. Like I became... Not insecure where I was worried or jealous or possessive, but insecure in that there were times where I needed validation that this young man did like me internally. I may not have never projected that. Maybe it was an energy that was picked up on, but I never necessarily expressed that or articulated that. But insecurities in the I knew I was getting panicked and I was losing my center of gravity and that was stressing me out. And I was like, why am I not feeling sorry? Let me close my window because. I'm recording from my mum's house and I can hear a dog down the street. I don't think it will make a difference, but (laughs) let me try and attempt to drown out that dog. So as I was saying, the kind of insecurities that I felt definitely came back to me. It, It wasn't so much an external thing. It wasn't so much what he was doing. Things that he did, did trigger me, but it wasn't so much that that was the catalyst. It was the fact that I'd been through trauma And I hadn't healed in the way that I thought I had. Then in turn, when scenarios came into play that were similar to things that had triggered me previously, as we know, you know, it kind of activates old wounds. And if you've not really dealt with it, they all come bubbling up to the surface where it becomes problematic. And actually, in reality, in that current present moment, it may not be the situation that's happened that is directly traumatic. It's just because you're associating that experience of how you feel in that situation with a previous pain. And then what's come into the surface is a lot more emotion than what would be justified for that particular situation at hand. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, so with a twin flame, they always say that the purpose of having one and encountering one is to support and help you with your own mission, your own purpose, and your own healing journey, so they kind of come along to shake things up purposely, intentionally, you know, the design and purpose of it is for you to dig deep, go within, do that alchemy work, heal, and elevate yourself, and yeah, come out of it a better person, who has worked through their issues and grown as a result of that person doing those things, and yeah, that, that, is, that is a twin flame pain, but also um, pleasure in having that experience of. But yeah, it's an interesting one. And it is a rocky one. It, you know, it, they're not normally smooth sailing. When you're confronted by yourself, namely the parts of yourself that you don't like, it is challenging, it's it's hard to accept. And they do, they do provide major growth opportunities for you. And you do for them as well, you know, it, it's not just what they give you, it's a two-way stream, as much as you're growing and learning from that encounter, there are things that they're also taking away, and, and that is, you know, the purpose of it being twin, you know, it, it's it's very much, there's duality in that, you know, and it goes both ways, and as I said as well, they're always very intense encounters, you know, there's definitely an emotional charge between you both it develops quickly it develops out of nowhere that's exactly what happened to me you know we met in October it took me a long time I mean emotionally being attached and flirting and the familiarity and the intensity that happened instantaneously that was from a couple of hours of being together we were all over each other it was it was extremely intense zero to a hundred But in terms of being intimate and inviting him home, that took a while because instantly I was working through these things that I was being confronted with, these issues and problems and thoughts and hurdles I was being confronted with from the off. So the growth happened, the growth work and the learning happened instantaneously, as well as the emotional charge and and the intensity and the attraction and the magnetism. And it develops quickly because we feel so familiar. You know, it's hard not to connect to a soul at their very essence, at their soul level, and for it to not get deep quick and and for it to not be intense or passionate really quick. It it just happens. It's, It's just, it's interesting because they always say that twin flames keep coming back together. My situation at the moment is that out of anger, fear, possibly on his part, anger on my part, Um, frustration overall, we've kind of stepped back and and walked away from each other. There's a part of me that it's not so much a hope or a longing, but there's a part of me that has this knowing that I feel we may find each other again, we may cross paths, It, it may not be romantic, we may not ever be intimate again, we may not even get to that level of friendship that you know we had before, but where it's been left, it's not disastrous, and you know it's not all ties severed, all bridges burn. It's just we've got to a point where we stepped away and just called it a day, and that was fine. You know, it, it felt necessary, and it it was needed for that moment. And I actually moved from London to Manchester. It was natural closure. It came along with many other endings in my life, so it was fine and it was quite okay for me to step away at that point. Part of me, because of the connection that we had, if it was as genuine and as sincere and if he is my twin flame as I think he is, I feel quite assured that it will come back around in whatever capacity because our connection to me felt quite divine. There's a predestiny to encountering a twin flame. There's always a feeling that there's a higher purpose behind your meeting. There's a power that has brought a higher power that has brought you together for a reason, for a purpose. So it's quite karmic. I don't know whether any of you have had a twin counter, a twin flame encounter, and you've had this sense of it being karmic as well. It's predestined. Some people have much stronger, more obvious kind of twin flame connections where, you know, you feel like you've got psychic connections or whatever but ultimately the kind of premise of a twin flame, the kind of sign of having encountered one is that they appear like a mirror, they seem like a mirror but they also act as a mirror, they challenge you to do better, they challenge you to kind of look within and and do more for yourself, they make you realign with your purpose and push yourself towards something new expansion of some kind, I guess, to kind of encapsulate the stages that I went through. It very much went from meeting each other. It was so weird. I remember the day, as I said, when he came through the office and had this long hair. And apparently, I didn't know this, unbeknown to me, he'd asked the colleague that sat next to me about me, my name, who I was, if I was single, he was fancying me. And we caught each other's eyes. as He came up the stairs and I was, he was taking his hair out at the same time. And it was like a slow motion movie. And I am smiling so hard right now because it just captivated me. I couldn't take my eyes off him. And I was like, how sexy. But when I was complimenting him and I was like, wow, you look really good. You should keep your hair down. I hadn't recognize I hadn't made the connection that I was fancying him so to speak I was just like in my conscious mind appreciating his good looks and and complimenting him but he did he stopped me in my tracks and then we went out for drink we were just so close talking absolute nonsense for hours I don't even remember opening the conversation out to many other people it was just an instant kind of Attraction, and we zoned out and we were just on each other and yeah we couldn't keep our hands off each other and then from that kind of initial meeting and once we had broken that seal and got to know each other we kind of entered this kind of lovey-dovey happy honeymoon state you know it was very positive very light we'd encounter each other in the office and we'd constantly be giving each other hugs he'd be super affectionate always wanting to touch me he'd come out of his way because he didn't work on my floor he'd come out of his way to be at my floor be at my desk for whatever reason he'd be messaging me like I've I've got these sweets or I've got this food do you want this or you know he'd be going to the shop and he'd come over like does anyone need anything do you need anything from the shop any excuse to come over he would I'd say one thing and he'd be like what you say and he'd be like right there <laughs> and it was really sweet there was lots of intention behind it you know he was very meaningful in how he spoke to me and and made it clear that you know he was really interested he liked elder women he'd had experiences of being with older women what was I looking for would I be interested and he really wanted to take me out and really wanted to get to know me and it was really nice you know it was the kind of situation where you don't need you don't look for and you don't need any kind of external validation how he feels is made abundantly clear you are the object of his desire, you are a queen, you're a goddess, you're beautiful. And I just felt so whole and so womanly and so wanted in those moments. And it did last for a long time. But then, you know, as the relationship developed, some challenges started to arise, core wounds started to emerge, which, you know, they always say that happens sooner or later with a twin flame encounter. And yeah, all these differences started to kind of come into realisation. And and he would blow hot and cold, his affection turned to distance. And that made me unsettled. And that's how it all started. Actually, it triggered a lot of insecurity, because I was like, why have you pulled back? (laughs) You know, I'm sure every woman listening to this can feel that, you know, once you've got an intimate with a man, and you sense a difference. Our female intuition is unmatched. You know, we know it. We know it before it happens. We can see it unfold. And it created a lot of insecurity. I didn't know what had happened. And of course, when you obsess and latch onto those kind of things, your energy becomes a whole lot more needy. It becomes a lot more intense in a way that isn't wanted and and it repels them. So that was kind of happening and that was unfolding. And I was conscious of that and trying my hardest to make that not be the case. But of course, you know, at the same time, wanting to be honest, wanting to be clear and communicative and keep that channel of communication open without overloading and being intense, but just like, look, I've noticed a bit of a shift. Are you okay? And I had this conversation, which I felt was quite vulnerable, but quite mature and and quite level. Because originally, before anything, as I said, he'd given me all the validation I needed and didn't seek so I felt very balanced, honestly, unlike any other relationship that I'd been in before, I felt on an even keel, but for whatever reason this had happened, and it threw me, because I was like, I don't think I've given off any kind of needy energy, because I haven't needed, um, but anyway, that happened, it triggered a lot in me, I sought a coach, I looked at my attachment issues, and, and, and stuff to do with me, um, it challenged me to reflect on on the soul work that I'd done and, and what I needed to do on my own. And it really kind of brought to the surface that as much as I felt I knew, I actually knew very little. As hard as that was, now that I'm out of it, that is so synonymous with Twin Flame Encounters. It's so indicative of what they do. You know, they, as I said, they make you look at yourself. And it's such a hard situation to be in when you're in it. But it's for your improvement, it's for your elevation. There was a point where I became fed up with the situation. I went on holiday, I was in the Seychelles, and I was like, you know what? I've had enough because I've had this conversation, I've laid everything out on the table, and I'm not getting back what I need. It seems like he doesn't know what he wants anymore, it seems like he wasn't honest when we had this conversation. And ironically, we had this conversation and he was like, let's go for a proper drink and we can talk about it. And then for whatever reason, he cancelled and was flaky. He became really flaky and that is a huge bugbear. And there was this fine balance of being understanding, being tolerant and not overly demanding and intense and all those things. And being like, okay, I need to set some boundaries here because how much of myself am I abandoning to allow for this potential situation to work? Like, how much am I overlooking that is causing me pain and ang- angst and, and frustration? And actually, I need to give myself love and I'm on this journey of self love and, and fuck this guy. Why is he treating me like this? This is out of order, really. And I need to kind of be clear about what I want and what I need and what's not acceptable. So I went on holiday and I was like, I'm actually done. The flakiness, it speaks volumes. Take it for what it is. Stop chasing now. Just that's it. If if your life experience and previous pains in relationships has taught you anything, it's to have a bit of dignity and just walk away now. I felt the connection was real, maybe it's not. Let's call it a day. So that's the kind of mindset that I had come to on my holiday. I got back and there was a shift and I remember him wanting to go for a drink and he'd suggested it. And I was like, I'm not sure I do want to go for a drink. No. And I was very decisive and and very just like, I think it's done. No. Without meaning to, I kind of put the whole relationship to the test. And what happened was he, in turn, shifted. He was then very keen to kind of make amends and was like, Look, I'm really sorry. I know I've messed up. I got really scared in the situation. X, Y, Z you know, this is something that I'm trying to work through. This is something, because I was like, it's not mature how we've gone about it. And yes, you're younger, maybe. Okay. Naively. I had higher expectations. Maybe I shouldn't have done. Maybe that's on me. I don't know. Not in a patronizing, condescending way, but I was like, you know, we are different, different, maybe we're at different stages and that's life and that's okay. And I think that kind of revelation was not a shock to him, but something that he went to go and do work on. And, and, dig deep on. And he was like, look, I've, I've really fucked up here. I really like you. I'm, I apologize. Long story short, we became friends. So then we started generating this more stripped back, casual, but intentional, emotional relationship connection. And we had lots of fun for a couple of weeks. And then (laughs) I don't know, it's kind of just with me moving, you know, with the idea of, of separation and yeah so much emotion, we kind of had to walk away. But twin flame relationships are push and pull like this. There's something about that chase reward dynamic that pulls you back in. But yeah, somebody will always pull away and it causes separation. So there's an element of surrendering that needs to happen you know, you go through these triggers, you go through these insecurities, you go through these challenges, and you separate, maybe you come back together, you learn to accept each other, you learn to kind of accept your flaws as well as theirs. And that's where you end up coming back together. But it's a sense of coming home, apparently. I don't know, I'm yet to move through that. But it's a sense of coming home. Once you've surrendered, once you've accepted, And once you've kind of realized that there's this predestiny to both of your lives and and this unionization, so then you feel like, you know, there's balance and there's this restoration. That is the twin flame in a nutshell. And hopefully I've weaved in a quite cohesive story of my experience of of encountering one. And I would say that this person is a twin flame because of all of those things that I've just mentioned and, and the lessons that I've, I've got from it, um, but I'd say that he was more of a twin flame than a soulmate, because, just because of the intensity of it, yeah, I don't know, soulmates and twin flames, there are differences, there are ways to distinguish, I think the twin flame comes in, causes a ruckus, changes everything up for you, turns life on its head, and, you know, you've got this kind of intensity that churns it all. (laughs) Um, And a soulmate kind of doesn't come in with that chaotic energy. It's very much calming. It's very much positive from the off. And it is all about expansion, but bringing you to your most authentic self. It's taking you to your rawest level, but not in a chaotic way, not in a way that brings up triggers and challenges. It's very much like a pure, easy-flowing, natural, expansive, um, luminous kind of energy, where the twin flame is fiery, it burns, it pains, it aches, it's crazy, chaotic, um, and it's a clusterfuck. (laughs) I think twin flames are not always destined to be together, but destined to be in each other's lives, and um, push one and e- one of each other, one another rather, to greater heights is is definitely its purpose. Sometimes that's just a one-time encounter, and you separate, never to be seen again. Or, you know, sometimes you kind of have this potent cycle of separation and unification. But as long as whoever's listening to this and they're hearing the tales and, and you know trials and tribulations of, of twin flame connections and partnerships, as long as you're not romanticizing everything with the twin flame, and it doesn't become a codependent toxic relationship, which you can be susceptible to falling into that trap if you have a twin flame encounter, then there is lots to be learned from it. And there's lots of positive to take away from these kind of experiences. Also, another point that I'd like to make in terms of codependency, toxic relationships, there are times where you are in those style relationships that are super toxic, harmful even, and you confuse it for being a twin flame partnership just because of how up and down it is. So they are quite hard to detect. But really, it's a case of, being rare and potent and powerful, yes, but serving you for your highest good ultimately. So not being of detriment to you. And that's the way that you can distinguish between it being toxic and codependent. If you're with a partner who strips you down of everything and you're feeling lots of pain and, and you're having to dig deep to challenge yourself, but ultimately it's causing harm, that is not what a twin flame connection is meant to be. You know, it's definitely a catalyst for growth. And it's definitely a catalyst for love connections. And in in a more long term, bigger picture sense, harmony in your life is for expansion and harmony and love. It's not for um, harm ever. So yeah, I hope whoever is listening to this really liked this tale of my recent partnership and that's it until the next episode thanks so much ladies for listening to today's episode on made of she i really love talking about conscious partnerships and your own individual growth in terms of love and romantic relationships I'm not a love coach though, so if you have listened to this and you're interested in exploring more, there is Dulcie who featured on one of my episodes a couple of weeks ago. We spoke about love attachments and attachment theory give that episode a listen. And of course, if you do want to dig deeper in your own work and your own love bonds, and you want to be more conscious in your partnerships, then reach out to Dulcie. She does amazing one-to-one coaching. It will be great for your expansion. Lots of love and light. Bye.